Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. Hey, sister friend, welcome back to the Garden of Favor. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of your words and how they potentially are keeping you stuck in the mess that you're currently in. But before we get into that, I want to remind you, if you're not already in Garden of Favor Bloom Society over on Facebook with thousands of other women just like you who love Jesus and they want to know their purpose and calling and not only know it, but they want to walk it out. I want to make sure that I invite you to that community. So get over there, type in the search bar, Garden of Favor Bloom Society, and you will find us. Uh, Because I want you to know if you aren't in there, then you missed last week's three-day Rooted and Ready workshop. And if you want to get quick access to it, you can hop over there before I take it down from that group um, and get it to the other place I'm going to put it, which I'll leave the link here for you guys. Um, But if you want to get in there, get in there. You get stuff a little bit VIP, a little quicker than sometimes you might get stuff here on the podcast. Uh, But because I love you all and I want to make sure that you're able to share it with friends and family because this Rooted and Ready workshop is literally everything. We spend three days talking about who is God, Who are you as God's daughter and why does that matter? I believe it is absolutely pivotal and crucial for you to know that in order for you to truly walk in your identity and walk out your purpose and walk out your calling, which is really what I help women do. Identify their purpose and calling and then walk it out in in a way that is glorifying to God and that is really good for their family without sacrificing their being a mom and their sanity and their health, all the things that I have done and I have done it wrong. So I'm here to help you do it right. But anyways, all that to say, I will also be sharing three episodes of Rooted and Ready Workshop here on the podcast uh, later on this this week, which depending on when you listen to it, um, it'll be for the next three episodes so that you can have it here too. But let's dive in today um, all about your words and why they might be keeping you stuck. And so, you know, we talked a little bit about a couple episodes ago about saying, you know, the busy, like wearing it as a badge of honor. But there is something that I really see that is happening uh, all across the, the places on the interwebs that women really try to use these cutesy phrases that I believe truly are actually keeping us stuck. And I have been guilty doing that as well. So for example, I get ready this morning and I finally, you guys, I have finally discovered a worthy made at home iced coffee recipe. I literally have spent years doing this. So I have spent so much money on coffee 
And I'm like, I've got to find something that I can make at home that is still really good and that is not going to cost me as much as the iced coffees at the, the coffee shop. All that to say, I was making my cup this morning. I pull out my cup and I knew that I was going to do this episode because I will get there later. But I pull out this cup and I'm like, oh my gosh, like literally Holy Spirit was like, see, see this, this, that's part of your problem. And so my cup says, sorry, I'm late. I have kids. Now I can laugh because it's true (laughs) because we are late a lot, like 95% of the time, and I do not, that is not a good thing. It is actually probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, If you know George, my husband is super laid back, super chill. He doesn't let really anything ruffle his feathers. I've I've seen him angry um, twice in his life, and we've known each other for 10 years. Like, he does not get really mad. And um, by the way, you do not want to see him mad. It was probably the scariest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) but he is so calm, so chill, so laid back. So, I mean, his being around him makes you feel safe and comfortable and relaxed. Like he, he just has that presence about him. All that to say, sometimes I would say, you know, that would be the one thing that he's not really ever in a rush. Now I talk fast. I move fast. I make decisions fast. Sometimes I've learned not to do that because God's like, yeah, you may want to consult me on that and not to do it out of his step. Right. God's will, God's way, and God's time. It really matters, but that's for another episode. Um, I know I say that a lot, but (laughs) it it really is for another episode because I could tell you a whole story about that. But this, sorry I'm late, I have kids. You know, it's funny, but if I really believe that I'm late because I have kids, and oh, sorry, you know, it's, it's funny and it's true, sort of, but it's, it's a mindset thing, right? It's, it's actually a mindset and it's possibly the words that are coming out of my mouth. And I want to take it a step further with a phrase that I see everywhere. I actually screenshotted it the other day on one of the ads that came through on my phone, as well as saw a friend on Facebook wearing the t-shirt that said it. And I actually have one of my one-on-one clients who is wildly successful in her business from a like financial perspective and from a like what she's achieved in her business. But one of the reasons she hired me is because, you know, she's like, I feel like I am, like, I, I, it's chaotic. My life is chaotic. I feel like I don't have control of my schedule and my day. And while I still do the do, I, I'm stressed out. I feel like I have no control. I'm stressed out. And so part of what we've been working on is helping her see her day as not an I have to, not an I should, not an I need to, but I get to. And so really looking at what she gets to do in her day and organizing that and what can she delegate. And, you know, just so you know, it's, you don't do like you, most women don't spend the time to do this when they're, and I'm doing air quotes, when they're only making you know, a a couple thousand dollars in their business. Most people do the do and they hustle and they figure like they, 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 they do what they need to do to grow their business. But then when they're, when you don't do it on solid ground, a solid foundation, which is all about, you know, obviously there's the spiritual perspective of that, but there's also the tactical things in a business. Then you get to the six figures and, and life's chaotic and crazy. And so anyways, she hired me to really help her 
be more proactive in her life as a mother, as a wife, in her spiritual walk with the Lord, as well as in her business. And one of the phrases that she, you know, her and I, we recognized that she was kind of using it. It's the same goes back to this t-shirt. I have said it before too, um, is that, you know, she's a hot mess mom. She's a hot mess express, hot mess mom, hot mess express. And while it's again, funny, you know, I can laugh at that and be like, oh my goodness, I totally know when somebody else says, oh, I'm a hot mess. I literally was at a bridal shower this weekend. And one of the women at the table said, oh, I'm a hot mess over here. And it triggered something in me because I'm a coach and I'm very aware of words. And that is what my clients pay me to do is to sit with them and listen to what they're saying. And then Holy Spirit helps me identify the lie, the weed, the thing that they're believing about themselves or the thing that the enemy has planted in their garden that they've been watering. And this is a lie that way too many women are believing that they are a hot mess and that that's cute and that that's funny and that that's okay. And I say that because if I look up the definition of hot mess, Y'all, it literally, in the dictionary, well, there's the Urban Dictionary, but then there's also a hot mess is, I'm going to give you a few different sources. It says a person, thing, or situation in a state of pitiful disarray. In the Urban Dictionary, which can be a little little sketchy, you know, I'm not necessarily telling you to go there for all your things, but it refers to a person's, a person's appearance is in the state of total disarray um, appealing for a variety of reasons, most notably because, well, there's that. It refers to a person's appearance. There's another definition. Someone or something with a very untidy appearance that is not well organized. Oh my goodness. The very thing that was kind of part of um, this brand and this kind of cutesy, I'm a hot mess, I'm a hot mess express, was we realized was one of the very things holding her back in her life and in her business to feel in control, to feel organized, to feel tidy, to feel like her appearance, appearance wasn't always, you know, crazy and disheveled. And meanwhile, this is a, a very successful six-figure earner. But behind closed doors, she feels like her life is a mess. Well, she feels like her life is a mess because she wears that label. And so we've changed that dynamic for her so that she does not feel and does not say that she's a hot mess. And I continue to see it in my newsfeed. Like I said, another friend of mine was wearing the t-shirts, like hot mess, um, but doing the best I can. And I'm like, oh, who wants to feel like a pitiful disarray? Who wants to feel like a person or a thing or a situation that's pitiful and that's disheveled that's not well organized I don't know but as a CEO of whether you have a business or not it's not a good thing to feel messy and I want to take us back to scripture that says our words have the power to speak life or death I have said I'm a hot mess before when we say these things over and over and over again like for example I'm going to take it like I'm a coffee addict. Like if I were to say, oh, coffee addict, coffee lover, but I say that over and over and over and over and over again, it's no wonder that at some point you start to think, oh, well, two coffees from whether it's Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or the small coffee shop that I prefer, um, like it's okay. Because you make 90% of your decisions in your life based off of your subconscious. 
your subconscious is simply a repeated thought. And so if you're wearing the, if you're telling yourself you're late all the time, well, I'm just late. That's just the way that I am. I have kids. Well, you're probably going to be late forever and, you know, you'll just accept that. If you're telling yourself that you are a hot mess because, you know, well, you're just expected and it's okay. It's kind of cute. It's kind of fun because everybody can relate to that. You know, we've all felt like that before. But when we say those things over and over again, and let me get nerdy on you, 60 to 67 times, roughly, somewhere between 60 and 67 is when it starts to be written into our subconscious, into our the thing that we operate from. And really what that is means that our identity comes from there. And when our identity comes from a lie, like does God want us to be in pitiful disarray? Does God want us to be not well organized? I don't know. God's a God of order. Look at creation. He did it in order on purpose. God is not untidy by his appearance, right? He's holy. I mean, people look, I mean, Moses's face was lit up just from being in his presence. And I don't, I don't want to get so uptight where you're like, oh my goodness, you know, but I do want you to really understand that there's potentially words that you're speaking over yourself that could be cute and could be something that's accepted in society. And it's kind of funny. That's actually the thing that is keeping you stuck. Like me. Well, it's funny I'm late because I have kids no it's not it's actually not responsible it's not respectful of other people's time you know the hot mess or like I mean there's so many things right like I'm a perfectionist sometimes we wear that I can't tell you how many people I see posting that on social and they're like yeah I'm a perfectionist and I'm like uh that's not a badge of honor. In fact, that's actually probably what's making you feel like an imposter. Most of the time, it's probably an imposter syndrome, or maybe it's perhaps the thing that is making you feel like you're never going to measure up because you keep saying you're a perfectionist. No, I know that I am not perfect. That's why Jesus came and that where I don't meet the the standard or whatever needs to be done, is that's where Jesus, that's where he fills in the gap for me. And that's true for you too. So I really want you to take some time today and I want you to think about what is on the coffee mug? What is on the t-shirt? What's on the hat? What is a quote that you have been saying and claiming about yourself that might be, air quotes, funny and people understand it, but when it is actually written into your subconscious as part of your identity, it's actually the thing that is keeping you stuck, that is making you feel unorganized, that's making you feel like a hot mess. We say that enough about ourselves, right? That we become a hot mess. This is also why I think that the Enneagram can be pretty dangerous. That literally is for another episode. I'm gonna have a guest come on and share a little bit about her testimony in the Enneagram. But uh, the Lord told me, basically not to use it. And I know it is widely popular, especially it's even popular in churches, which is very interesting if you look back at the history of where the Enneagram came from and you look at the roots of it, um, even the symbol that, that's looked at. I mean, you can look at that and there's there's just some, there's definitely, if you know anything about the occult, there's, there's some occult 
occult ties to that and witchcraft and more on and and listen I'm not here to offend you um I pray that you know if Holy Spirit wants to reveal something to you listen the devil will shame you and the devil will condemn you Holy Spirit God your father who loves you he'll he'll convict there's two different things. And I'm not here to tell you whether it's right or wrong. I know that the Lord told me stop using it. I took it off my client intake form. I no longer proudly say, you know, I'm a three-wing two. I think it's it's crazy. Like so many people um, have that on their on their profiles as if like it's like the biggest thing to brag about. Um, and I know why, because it helps you identify people and, and yada yada. But what if we all walked around with I'm a child of a king? I am a princess, daughter of a king. I am chosen, I'm forgiven, I'm free. Hence why rooted and ready is so important. What is your identity rooted in? Is it is it rooted in these other labels that they shouldn't be? So if again, get into that, it's good. But I'm I'm what I, back to that as I get off on a tangent is to share with you that I think the enneagram can keep us stuck because we accept that that's just the way we are. That's just the way we're made. This whole idea of I'm just late, it's just part of who I am, I have kids, or I'm a hot mess, you know, I am a mom of three and I haven't been, I haven't had any sleep and you know, ugh. or I'm a perfectionist, it's just the way that I am. Well, I don't know, but the last 37 years of my life, the Lord has been taking me on a journey to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, to die to my earthly flesh, and to become more Christ-like. And when I look at God's nature, which is why it's so important, we can't just get so hung up on I am statements. I am statements are important, especially when they're biblically rooted, but we're supposed to be transformed. We're supposed to become more Christ-like. We were made in the image of God. I know that God is not a hot mess. I know that God is never late. He's always on time. I know that God, well, he is, he, he is perfection. But how silly of us to think that we can even compare to the creator of the universe. Or Jesus who walked on earth, the son of God, who was the only perfect human to walk on earth. How silly of us, how prideful of us. So I wanna encourage you to be really mindful of the labels you're putting on yourself. Be mindful of the cutesy quotes that we see places that we might give a chuckle to, but perhaps those things are the very thing keeping you stuck. Let's break, so I'm gonna wrap up there. Father, thank you. Thank you for reminding us how important our words are, that you say that our words have the power to speak life or death. Father, I pray that we are more mindful of the words that are coming out of our mouth and that we would be more quick to listen before we are to speak and to adopt those things and to claim those things before we claim things like your daughter, your chosen one, your forgiven, your masterpiece, your the one you love, your beloved. Lord, help us to embrace the I am statements that are more biblically rooted in who you say that we are, regardless of if we are it or not in the in the flesh but lord that in our spirit that we start to become more like that that we become more like you as we were made in your image and that jesus didn't die for our sins just to 
let us keep struggling, but that we need to die to ourself and to be more Christ-like, to be more like Jesus as he was on earth. Lord, we thank you for this truth. And I want to remind every woman here, there is no condemnation in you, but you will convict. And Lord, if you are convicting any ears that are listening to this, that they have been calling themselves something and, and thinking it was cute, Lord, that they, they're your daughter and you love them and that you have better for them as they continue to, and I continue to mold ourselves to be more like you. Lord, we thank you. We love you and we praise you. We ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen.